0: It's batting, Jim, but not as we know it. This is big. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engines running. Lift off. We have a lift off.
1: Hey, you. Get your damn hands off. Alan, sport. Thanks, Chris. Well, as I said, it really was... Shut it, Alan. I want you to stop. All programmes have now been suspended on all channels to allow the broadcast of this film held in reserve for times of crisis.
0: Welcome to the Bashcast, brought to you by bookiebashing.net, betting at 100.1% and above. This is Bashcast episode number 146, a special, the Rugby World Cup 2019. It is 28 minutes past one on Tuesday the 10th of September 2019. Coming up on this afternoon's Bashcast, the Rugby World Cup 2019. All of that and not much more on today's Bashcast. Okay, now on the Bashcast, we're going to talk about the Rugby World Cup, which is uh, starting a week on Friday, the 20th of uh, September. I can't believe it's come around so quickly. Um, We don't quite know where the edges are yet. Uh, Japan versus Russia at the Tokyo Stadium in Tokyo and Pule is going to be the first game. Uh, 7.45pm in... Japan, eleven forty-five a.m. A lot of daytime games, which is I'm looking forward to. A lot of daytime rugby uh, to be had in late September, beginning of October. I'm joined on the Bashcast this week by resident rugby expert James Owen. Hello, James. Hi, everybody. Uh, James is going to take us through um, the pools and a little bit of the the outright betting. Um, not so much looking at it from a value betting statistical point of view. Just more from a knowledgeable rugby point of view. James, what is your knowledgeable rugby history? Um, uh, Introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, hi, yeah, so um, I I played uh, uh, rugby when I was younger at school, captain the first team, uh, played for the uh, local club, which was Bath Rugby, played all the way up to their youth development, and then unfortunately, injury struck, so I've been an avid fan ever since uh, try and get it to watch as much rugby as possible and, and, and certainly follow it very closely good man right let's go through some of these groups um so looking
0: at Pulay. Pulay we have ireland scotland japan russia samoa thoughts please
1: yeah so uh this group um it's all between three teams i believe um ireland scotland and japan uh, i think russia and samoa uh, won't get very far um, Russia, certainly not. Samoa used to be a bit of a force back in the day, but not so much now. They got pummeled 93 7, I believe, at the weekend by New Zealand in a warm up. Um, so I think we can safely say that they're nowhere to be seen. To confirm on all of these pools, it's the top two teams that go through. So as I said, I think three would be either Ireland, Scotland, and Japan. Um, Ireland um, have been going very well over the last couple of years. Um, but uh, I feel that their form has somewhat um, dipped recently and I think they probably peaked about a year ago. Um, they are going into the World Cup as number one team uh, and I do feel that they will uh, qualify from this group first. But um, as we probably discussed a bit further down the line, I don't think they're quite as good as, uh, as they used to be. For those of you who want to know what who their key players are, um, Sexton, Murray, Best, Ringrose... All of our star players, I think they're probably not on top form at the moment, but uh, there, thereabouts. Um, they finished third in this year's Six Nations, but were destroyed by England in the warm-up, um, and had two unconvincing um, wins against Wales, who we'll discuss about later. I do feel that they're going to come top, Tom. Um, looking at the betting, they were as low as 4-1 um, a
0: year ago, and now the price has tripled for the World Cup, pretty much up to... Twelve to one, as high as fifteen to one recently. That four to one would have been back before the Six Nations, where they were favourite for the Six Nations.
1: Yeah, I mean they were favourite for Six Nations, and then first game of the Six Nations, they got beaten by England quite convincingly, uh, and they've had a, they've had, you know, they they went on to lose another game in the Six Nations. Uh, and so what's
0: gone wrong for Ireland?
1: I think they peaked. They peaked about a year or so ago. They beat New Zealand. Um, they beat New Zealand twice actually. Um, and I think some of their players have, 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 are definitely on a bit of a downward curve. Um, a lot of them play for Leinster, who got to the European Cup final and were destroyed by Saracens uh, back in May-June time. A lot of the Saracens players being been in the England team. I just think they're just a little bit... Uh, I think teams probably have worked them out a little bit. But I think for, for Paul A, I still think they will come out top. So you said two go through, it's between three of the group, yep. um, who uh, the other two if Ireland are going to come top? So Scotland and Japan are the other two, um, and I think it will go down to the last game in this group, um, which I believe is on the 13th of October, which is Japan-Scotland, which will be a very tasty, uh, tasty game. Is that a game
0: that we can highlight then, that we might find something from that game, Japan-Scotland?
1: I think, I think we can. I... I am secretly backing Japan. Um, let's talk about them first. Uh, Japan, um, for those of you who enjoy your rugby, uh, Japan probably one of the biggest ever World Cup shocks four years ago when they beat South Africa in the pool stages. I had money
0: on it. I had money on uh, within five minutes of the match. South Africa were one to two hundred. Japan were two hundred to one. And I th- and I was watching it, and I was just thinking, I. They don't look like favourites here, South Africa. I mean, they're, they're obviously the better team, but five minutes in, yeah. Japan were up for it. They were up for a scrap, and um, it was a hell, it was a thriller finish. Was there a try in injury time in that Absolutely. match? Absolutely. I mean, 20. they
1: they were they were coached back then uh, by the England coach now, Eddie Jones, the Australian. Um, Japan always very organised. They're playing in their home World Cup. Um, they will be immensely proud. I think they'll give it all. And I I really do feel... I think Ireland will be too good for them. But I do feel that they probably will beat Scotland. Um, That's my prediction. Um, They have some fantastic players. Michael Leach, uh, Manaki Mafi, uh, uh, Fumikiai... Sorry, do that again? (laughs) I can't. Tanaka. Um, All fantastic players. Um, I believe that they will beat Scotland. Okay. Um, uh, Scotland are... Yeah, I mean, Scotland... Scotland, (laughs) it's funny, I always back Scotland every year and they always fail to deliver. Um, They've got some fantastic individuals, I'm not going to lie. Hogg, Bergen, who's the the captain, Watson on the open side flank, fantastic players. However, they have Russell, again, a fantastic player, but he plays a fly half and he plays very um, open and expansive rugby um, which in a World Cup is probably not what you want. I'm trying to think of a, an equivalent in football terms, but I mean, he, he risks everything. When it pays off, it's fantastic. When it doesn't, it's awful. Yes, they have some great games. They, they famously drew with England in the last um, Six Nations. Fantastic game, great, great open game, but that's not going to win you World Cups. I think they are a little bit lightweight up front. You could argue that Japan are a little light up front. But I feel that the Japanese organisation will probably win through. It's going to be a tight game, um, but I, I, I'm back in Japan.
0: Okay, if you can, if if there's any try scorer bets for Scotland, Japan, and Ireland, who are you picking from those three teams to get get the tries?
1: <laughs> I mean, betting on, on on who's going to score tries is is extremely difficult. A lottery. Incredibly. It is a lottery. It's not like football where you. Have out uh, front, men. That's why um, the
0: faves eight to one, nine to one, ten to one, as opposed to Aguero. You know,
1: I always feel I think I think if if we look at positions, and this can go with any uh, any team in a World Cup. Um, if you're looking at a forward, I always think the number two player, which is a hooker, um, is always a good bet. I always bet on a if I am betting on a, on a hooker to score number two. Simple reason is that they, you know, when you have a driving maul from a line out close to the try line. The hooker throws it in and they'll come in straight behind the second row to take the ball. And quite often they score um, uh, driving mauls over, over, over the line. They quite often score. So so hookers are always a good one. Wingers, obviously, are always a fantastic bet. They're number 14 and number 11. They are the centre forwards, I suppose. Um, whether you get any value for money at that, I don't know. I'll leave that to you, Tom. But um, they're always a good bet. Your flankers, 6, 7 and 8. Get around the park. They're the guys that get their ball, hands on the ball the most. Again, um, you may not get the value there, but the, the, you know they're the guys that touch the ball the most. Uh, and a and a good centre, either a twelve or a thirteen, uh, good crash ball. Um, you know they, they they score their fair fair their their, their fair um, amount of tries. The players that probably will not score as many tries, and where you probably will get the value, are your number one, two, four, and five. Those are your props and your locks.
0: By value, do you just mean higher price? They, well, they just don't.
1: Big they just don't score many tries, sure. so um, I, I can imagine you, you may get some value there, but it is a bit of lottery as to whether they can score. Um, but that's a sort of. Uh, a very broad brush approach to who may or may not score tries
0: definitely looking at the first try scoring market I think it's better in, in football I'm always happy to have an individual striker of one team and then just go with him but in rugby it's a little bit like golf I think covering a few different players flattens the variance there a little bit like that You've, you haven't really touched on Samoa versus Russia um, do, mm. you're, are you convinced they're going to be fourth and fifth and when that match is Samoa versus Russia do you have uh, any opinion on the outcome of that or is a dead rubber
1: I mean I have to admit I don't have that much info on Russia uh, I believe they, they they got hammered by Italy in a, in a warm up recently that is Russia um, I would have to go for Samoa just knowing a little bit more about them um, uh, I would have to go for Samoa over Russia
0: ok um, neither of those fancied on the outright markets both of them um, backable at 1000 on the exchange mean no hopers Um For the outright World Cup.
1: Looking at Pool B, it looks to me like the Pool of Death. Well, I wouldn't say it's the Pool of Death. I think this is probably the easiest one to predict. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But not the Pool of Death for Valley. Okay. (laughs) So, um, Pool B, we've got uh, New Zealand, South Africa, Italy. Namibia, that massive power nation of rugby, and uh, Canada. Okay, so um, to my untrained eye, we've got two and a half teams with a chance here. No, I'd say we've only got two. Um, And it is the first game of the pool, uh, which is on uh, Saturday the 21st of September. It's New Zealand versus South Africa at uh, 10.45 uh, in the morning. So that's day two of the World Cup, and this is the game of the group. Immediately, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Whoever wins this group, uh, sorry, wins this game, wins the group. Um, Yeah. um, Obviously, um, those of you um, who follow rugby and those of you who probably don't follow rugby, you probably will know that these are probably the two of the biggest power nations uh, in world rugby. Uh, New Zealand have uh, won the last two World Cups uh, and are a fantastic side. Uh, South Africa have have also won the World Cup twice. Um, Um... I have South Africa down to win this which may shock a few people. Okay, why? Um, new Zealand um, after the last World Cup uh, lost um, a lot of uh, um, fantastic players We've been, we're talking Richie McCall Conrad Smith Ma Nonu, uh, Dan Carter um, and New Generation has stepped in still a phenomenal side don't get me wrong unbelievable but I just feel that uh, South Africa have been going about it nicely actually a few years ago, they were pretty poor. They've had a new coach in, um, who has really um, upped the ante. Um, they have always had an extremely powerful um, forward pack, um, who just play Route one rugby, and they will continue to do so. But they have now developed some extremely exciting backs. Um, so I mean, up front, you've got your Etzebeth, who's who's absolute giant, Cock, Low, Matawari, or known as the Beast, Vermeulen at number eight, um, and Seeger Khaleesi, Kulis- Kul- um, who is their captain, uh, first black captain from South Africa, which is obviously quite a big thing for them. Fantastic up front. Um, I, you know, in the line out, in the scrum, they'll be hard to be bettered. But all of a sudden outside, they've got some fantastic backs. Um, they probably have three of the best scrum halves. They can only pick one. Uh, Faf de Klerk, for those of you who follow your rugby, plays for sale. Uh, Sale Sharks up north, Rynac Jantis, and then another Jantis at uh, Fly Half. Um, they're not they're not related. Creel Willie Larue, who plays uh, who has played at Sale recently. Uh, Francis Steyn, um, a bit of experience, and then um, they have got a chap on the wing called Cheslin Colby. Uh, now, some for those of you who remember the great Jason Robinson, who could sidestep a possum in a in a <laughs> in a phone box. This guy is absolutely electric. Um, he has feet of gold. I would actually tip him probably as top try scorer um, for the World Cup. Not too sure if you get any good odds of that, but he is uh, he's going to be right up there. i just look that
0: up whilst you're talking.
1: Um, they are, I, mean, I wouldn't say they're dark horses, but they are they are my team uh, to win this World Cup. Um, I really think uh, they've got a good blend of youth, youth and experience, as I've just explained power up front, but also electricity in the backs. Um, going back to New Zealand, um, New Zealand are certainly going to be there, thereabouts. It's not, it's not, uh, let's, let's not write them off at all. Whilst they have lost all those players that I have, have mentioned, um, they still got to go in as one of the favourites. Um, again, they have some fantastic players up front and in the backs. Uh, your Ben Smiths, your Aaron Smiths, Bowden Barrett at fly half, who arguably is the best fly half in the world. Interestingly, they've been playing him at fullback uh, with Richie Moanga playing at fly half uh, for a couple of warm up games as World Cup um, hasn't gone particularly well. Um, last warm up game, they moved um, uh, Bowden Barrett back to fly half, and as I've already mentioned, they destroyed Tonga ninety odd points to seven. So uh, I think. Um, their backline is going to be pretty special. Now what New Zealand always do, they've done every World Cup, going back to Joan, the great Jonah Lomo, the great late Jonah Lomo, is they always have some fantastic wingers. These are the guys that score the tries and they always seem to bring uh, a new winger um, to a World Cup that no one's ever really heard of. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the chat from the last World Cup, but this this time round they 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 brought two new wingers. I haven't really heard much about. I understand they've been ripping up the Super Rugby down in the Southern Hemisphere. A guy called George Bridge, um, and another guy called Sevu Reece. Um, I believe one of them, I can't remember which one, scored four tries in a warm up game the other day. So again, um, they could be uh, good bets for uh, highest try scorers. Those two. Um, why I'm backing high try scorers in this group is because the other three teams in this, t- in this group, Italy, Namibia, and Canada, I think will be whipping boys. So maybe not so much Italy, but certainly Namibia and Canada. Um, if we look at Canada, the only thing I've written down here is the, Van- the great Van der Merwe, who's one of their wingers. Um, this is his fourth World Cup. Fantastic player. Um, I believe he was nearly right up there on top try scorer in one of those World Cups, and that coming from a Canada, uh, Canada you know, from a team like Canada is pretty good. But I, I really don't see um, them making any damage in this World Cup. Um, Namibia, um, as I said, probably will be the whipping boys of the whole World Cup. Um, and then Italy, um, England beat them on Friday, thirty-seven nil in a in a warm up. Um, They have some great individual players, coached by um, uh, an English chap called Conor O'Shea. Sorry, not English, um, Irish. Uh, A guy called Conor O'Shea. They have the great, great, great Sergio Parise, probably one of my favourite ever players. Um, It's his fifth World Cup. I mean, he's pretty much bandaged up. I don't expect too many fireworks from him, but uh, what a great player. And they have some other fantastic players, um, guys called um, Negri Zani, Giraldini, Hayward, Bellini, Benvenuti, all great players, but I just don't feel that they are going to make any damage against South Africa and New Zealand who are the clear favourites. One nice little um, um, story is that they have uh, Italy, they have a player who's probably the slowest player in their team, he's a prop, and his name is Simone Ferrari. Fantastic.
0: So I'm going to pick you up on something you mentioned there. Um, was it Teslin Kolbe? Yes. Top try scorer in the World
1: Cup. I've got him up there, yes.
0: 16-1 to at Bet Victor and Sky Bet as we talk on this Sunday evening. Um, 14-1 to across the board. Do you think he's got a chance?
1: I think he has. And the other chap who I see on your list there, who I just mentioned also, was Sevu Yeah. who is a New Zealand uh, winger. Uh, again, I, I feel that he, he, he could well be up there, especially, and, and, and George Bridge as well, who's also on there. Could this be the final? I know they're in the same group.
0: And, right. and I know <laughs> that structurally it could be the final, but uh, could, can anyone catch New Zealand or South Africa?
1: Well, I think we probably need to work through the permutations, yeah. Tom, through this, uh, <laughs> through this interview. But, All right, uh, okay. It could be a possibility.
0: And um, Italy are going to beat Canada and Namibia. You've got no thoughts on the Canada versus Namibia dead rubber.
1: Uh, Dead Rubber Um, Italy, Canada could be a bit close by expensively to win that
0: Okay So that brings us to the halfway point of the pool groups and as a reminder you are listening to the Bashcast and it's brought to you by bookiebashing.net
1: It's all for love It's all for love My blood's and precious
0: Right, so that brings us to um, what I think is quite an interesting group here, Rugby World Cup Pool C. We've got England, France, Argentina, Tonga and the USA.
1: Thoughts on this group? Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is a big one. Um, One of the harder ones um, to predict in the fact that I believe there are three teams here rather than the five that can go through. that being England, France and Argentina, who are streets ahead of the USA and Tonga. So if I can jump in, between Tong- Tonga and USA,
0: do you have any opinion? Uh, for the, not for really the, for the For the dead rubber?
1: Not. Again, Tonga have been whipped in World Cup games. I don't know enough about USA, if I'm brutally honest. Because uh, I think these games are going to be the interesting ones. The games where yeah. the two teams at the bottom of
0: each pool play each other because they may be the ones where the experts have less edge there's less sharp money shaping markets um so how do you determine a winner out of a game such as tonga versus usa
1: well i think what, what what will be important is to just see what's happening in the other games your usa and your tonga will both be targeting this game uh, to win uh because to that, not finish last exactly um, so I would certainly look and gauge as to how they're getting on in the previous games, if they're resting any of their key players, etc. Uh, I mean, if you did push me, just probably uh, on tradition of the World Cup, I probably would go for for a Tom or win. That being said, USA have, have, have also got a strong World Cup pedigree, um, having been in the majority of them, I believe.
0: Over time, USA, have, are they getting any better? You always think a country the size of the USA, with the economical backing of the USA team, should be better than they are. Obviously, if you're a good rugby player in America, you're going to try and find your way through NFL because that's where the money is. And is that the big problem with rugby in the USA? Is that they just have this huge older brother that um, can't be ignored?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, you'd you'd expect USA. You know, if they put a bit of money behind it, which they have done, probably not enough uh, to be very good. Germany being the other one, which I always dread. You know, if Germany actually start playing put some money behind Uh, rugby exactly they could be very good um, just knowing um, you know how stocky their their population is but you know USA a lot of uh, they've had some great players in the past one of my favourite players who played for my local team Bath Dan Lyle number 8 fantastic player um, he used to start throwing the ball like an American footballer in a rugby game, which always used to amuse everybody.
0: I always still wonder to this day why the NFL doesn't take on a little bit of rugby tactics and put the ball backwards for some of these possessions.
1: Yeah, as well, well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, some of you have probably seen in the press recently a guy called Christian Wade, who is an English uh, rugby union uh, player. Uh, played for England. I think he got one cap, actually. He was deemed to be too small for rugby union. He played on the wing. He was very short. Extremely quick. Um, He's gone over to try and play American football. And in the warm-up games, you've probably seen some YouTube clips and on the BBC website of him absolutely um, destroying uh, some American football defences. Fantastic. He's got an amazing touchdown. Um, Look it up. It's quite good.
0: Didn't He didn't make the final 52 <laughs> roster, I saw.
1: No, he didn't, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. But then again, I, I am not that knowledgeable American football, if I, I'll have to admit. But, uh, but what, yeah.
0: there, there is a kicker for the Cleveland Browns from Inverness, um, uh, who is this random Scotsman, went over to America at the age of 17 with his dad, played some high school and college um, football, and somehow, I think it's more luck than skill, has got through into the full NFL season. But I mean, um, come
1: on, anybody could be a <laughs> kicker at the, in the NFL, really. I mean, you just have to kick it in front of the post, don't you? I mean, there is a famous story that after the 2003 Rugby World Cup, which England won, that Johnny Wilkinson was approached uh, to go over to NFL, he very kindly um, turned down the mega million pound deal uh, to, con- to continue to play rugby union, thank God. But I, I'm surprised <laughs> that more uh, older rugby union players are coming to retirements like your Johnny Wilkinson, hasn't haven't gone over to play a couple of seasons of American football because seriously, it can't be that difficult <laughs> just running on and kicking a ball straight from in front of the base. Listen, James, I've got
0: £20 itching in my pocket. Yep. I, um, I want to bet on somebody not to make it out of rugby world cup. Pool C. I think England are going to do it. I don't know. You haven't said that. I think England are. Surely it's between France and Argentina.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think um, you know England had had a little bit of a wobble uh, in the previous Six Nations. I think that they have come back stronger, and they have been very strong in the in the warm ups, and we'll go through that in a minute. But yeah, I agree. I think the France Argentina game um, is absolutely key, and I think um, I think whoever wins that. That game will will go through as um, and a second in the group, and again, you know, this game falls on the second day of the World Cup. Doesn't really That's yes. Saturday the, same, Saturday, day is... the 21st, same day, same wow, day as twenty first? Wow, what a day! In South Africa. Okay, um, so on... so that day could be the decider for that group
0: and this group. Absolutely, wow. absolutely. It's
1: on eight fifteen in the morning. Okay, I think uh, yeah, that Saturday twenty first September is going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, for, for that's Rob- fr- you know, that's for France Robby. Argentina, and that's France Argentina now. You know that's the first game. You know, and whoever wins that, I, I do feel we're going to be going through a second.
0: Well, look, outright um, odds for this group alone, um, the bookies can't separate them. Um, Ladbrokes have priced up France at five to one, Argentina at five to one to win the group. They cannot separate France yeah. and Argentina, so it's coming. Literally, is coming down to this game. It is at um, eight fifteen in the morning, and then a couple of hours later, we got the New Zealand South Africa match.
1: Wow. So, I am going for France. Okay. Um, Now, um, my reasons behind that are um, they have won the last couple of under-21 World Cups. Um, They have a coach called uh, Jacques Brunel, who I don't think very highly of. Being France, they've already chosen their next coach uh, for after the World Cup, which is Fabien Gaultier, the great scrum half, who is a very good coach. Interestingly, I think under pressure, um, Fabien Gaussier has been invited to join the World Cup as assistant coach. So this could go either two ways. This is France. We know what France are like in any sporting um, campaign. Uh, This could totally backfire and it could be mutiny within the ranks or it could work out to be absolute genius. The French have, um, as I said, won the last couple of under-21 World Cups. They are starting to bring in uh, some of these players, um, players called Penno and Tamak, um, who had very famous fathers. You may remember him back in the 90s, he was a fantastic winger. Anyway, his son now playing fly half or, or centre. You've got Huger, Machineau, uh, Serin, Medard, Fafano, Fiku uh, all fantastic backs, you know, who can play rugby like the French used to of old. Um, and then they've got a, 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 a nice Fijian, well, I don't know if he's Fijian or Samoan, um, a guy called Raka, uh, who's got his French residency. Uh, he's just qualified. Um, he'll be on the wing. He's a bit of a battering ram. I'm sure he'll score a few tries. And then up front, you know, the French, as usual, um, pretty bloody-nosed and hard. Um, fantastic prop and Slamini, Va- Vahmanua, I can't even pronounce his name, Vahmanua, uh fantastic second row. Pick a mole at number eight. So, you know, again, a little bit South like South Africa. They've got the power up front. They've got the fantastic backs. It's just down to whether they can actually hold it together.
0: Um, I, I heard an interesting fact the other day um, about France. Do you know why they don't like drop-kicking the ball in international rugby? Because they've got Gautier? Sorry. Um, <laughs> listen, Very if funny. you have to pick a try-scorer out of England, France, and Argentina... Um, can, does anybody stand out?
1: What, were you talking about highest try scorer? Or? Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, within the group or within the tournament itself. Does anyone have a chance out of England, France, and Argentina of being tournament we'll try go, scorer? We'll
1: go on to England in a minute, but you know, France, you know, Houger on the wing, Araka, um, fantastic players, uh, Medard at fullback. He always scores quite a few tries, uh, so they're probably good bets. Uh, good bets. Uh, Peno, also um, a fantastic winner. I don't know if they're on any of your lists there, but they're they're all good. But I don't think top try scorer will come out of this group because I think it will be a tight group. Right. And therefore, I don't think tries will be a plenty in this group. So I would stick away from top try scorer from this group if I was you.
0: Do you want to talk about England now or shall we do the groups? Shall
1: we do talk about Argentina? Okay, I'll go for Argentina. I, I mean, I gloss over Argentina a little bit. You know, I've got France to beat Argentina what you can say about Argentina is Argentina predominantly pick from home uh, players at play in their own country. Um, They only have one team in the super, uh, in the super league and that's the Jaguars. The Jaguars uh, did fantastically well this season playing against all of the South African, New Zealand and Australian teams. So they're a very well uh, knit tight community of players. And the majority of that team plays an international team. Um, Your players like Creevy, uh, Gouzimont, Figolo up front, fantastic. Uh, Took a letter out the back. They have left a couple of players which I cannot believe. Um, They have left out the squad a guy called Cordero, who played for Exeter Chiefs this year. Um, He was uh, nominated for player of the the season, um, but uh, didn't win it. For some reason, they've left him out. I don't know, I just I just feel France are gonna do the one over on Argentina. Always a close game between the two, but I I've got I've I have got i have i have gone for France. And then as you said, England. Well, you know, obviously this is my team and I don't wanna to be too biased, let's so, say. But um wow, they've been looking very good in the warm up games. Look, it's been sixteen years of hurt. <laughs> well we got to one World Cup final. We got to one World Cup final, but uh which we which we lost, which was uh, about eight years after the one we won. But um sorry, four years after the one we won. Um, Hey, look, England have looked fantastic in their warm-up games. Um, They did okay in the Six Nations. Um, You know, there are still a few questions about who's going to be in the team, but I think that is coming together. You know, who's going to be the back row balance? I mean, are they going to go Curry, Underhill... Um, on flanks, does that um, potentially leave them a little bit weak at line out time? I don't know. I think they've got some fantastic world class players who could really light this World Cup up. If they play to their potential, like they played against Ireland in the World Cup warm up with who they absolutely smashed and it wasn't a weak Ireland team, then I think they can go a very, very long way. Um, you know, you up front, you know, you've got Carl Sinclair, who is tight head prop supposed to be the biggest, ugliest brute on the pitch. He's got absolutely beautiful hands um, and uh, fantastic feet. Uh, you've got Jamie George now actually properly instated at, at hooker. Fantastic player. It reminds me a bit of a, a Dane Coles from New Zealand, always playing out on the five five metre channel. But, you know, Again, he, he could score some tries. Uh, at lock, you've got Mario Toji, uh, Cruz, fantastic hard nose. Toji against... Uh, uh, Ireland uh, a couple of weeks ago was just 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 out of this world. Vinapola at number eight, again, what a ball player. The one concern I have for England is their their their, their loosehead prop um, uh, Mako Vinapola, who would walk into my World Team of the Year. He is he is injured at the moment. I believe he will be uh, fit for the uh, latter parts of the World Cup. So he is travelling with the team. He is travelling with the team. Right. And then uh, then out in the backs, you know. Um, We are light at scrum half. We're only taking two. I mean, most teams will take three scrum halves. We're only taking two. It's uh, Eddie Jones' fourth World Cup and every team he's coached is always only taking two. Um, So God hope we don't get an injury there. But Farrell, Tuolagi is playing fantastic. I mean, he's been so injury prone, but he's held a few games together. A little bit concerned about who's going to play in the centres with him. Is he going to move Farrell out to outside centre? Is Slade another injury um, worry? Is he going to be fit? Um, what are they going to do in a sense is that's a little bit of a worry. And then their wingers, Johnny May. Um, I mean, he's going to be quite high on potential top try scorer, but as I've said, I would not pick a top try scorer from this group. Um, Johnny May is available at 14-1 um,
0: to 1 on okay. the exchanges. Um, you have a issue there on the exchanges, as always, that they are biased towards... British teams, exchanges aren't available in France, and um, the British exchanges, the liquidity is not available in Australia. It is British money shaping these. You think Johnny May's got a chance? Do you think he's got a 14-1 to chance?
1: No, I I, I keep saying, I I, I just don't think top try scorer will come from this group. I think top try scorer will come from the New Zealand South Africa group. I think if you pick a New Zealand or a South Africa winger... Is that anyone.
0: because Namibia is there, and is it because that's, that's right. is it because they're going to rack up a hundred points in yeah. one of those games? Well,
1: that's right. I mean, I, and and no one's going to rack up a hundred yeah. points against but Tonga and USA. But you could also argue that they may rest their best players against the the, the worst teams. So, yeah. um, I can't remember his name, but I remember I think it was, it was Ella or anyway I can't remember his name. But a few World Cups back, a New Zealand player only played two. Two or three games and got top try score. Yeah, because, because they he... played the minnows. Yeah, he played... and and they put 120 points past your yeah, pack. Exactly. He put five or six. He scored five or six tries. Sure, a game. And,
0: and and automatically he could be like a complete no one. And because he's got the opportunity Absolutely. of that game. Yeah, I, 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 I see I... what you say. And that's an interesting edge actually, because I, I bet before that tournament he would have been a serious price because no one's known him. If you look at the top try scorer just now, it's obviously the famous names. It's yeah. your Johnny Mays, um It's your uh, Stockdale. Your Barrett's, um, but uh, if you look at one of these games, if um, New Zealand, if South Africa bring on a B team for these games, yep. and then they put 120 points versus Namibia, I, very I, possibly one of these B team try scores yep. could be tri scorer of the tournament. Absolutely, you know, yeah, if you yeah. want, I, I mean, if it's a complete
1: lottery yeah. as we've already as we've already discussed. Uh, mean, at least, I,
0: at least, sorry, just coming from a value betting perspective, I'm thinking like an each way bet, like perhaps this guy only gets one or two games in the tournament and if they progress they don't get they, they don't play in the semi-finals or the finals if you're betting each way if you're getting four places in tournament tri scorer across the tournament and New Zealand or South Africa they feel the B team against Namibia perhaps it's really worth looking at those guys that are starting against Namibia
1: yeah no I, I agree I, I think the welcome I think the, the standard of rugby has come on a lot from those earlier uh, World Cups I'll be very surprised if there's if, if any team is beaten by, you know, a hundred or more points. Okay. Um I you know, I have to say my, my knowledge of Namibian rugby is not that great. <laughs> and they are in a dreamless New Zealand Shame, South Africa. Maybe maybe if you can bet on hundred points, I uh, that might be I don't know. I don't know if you can do that, but uh, um but yeah, I, I think the standard of rugby is, is so much better than it has been. Unless let's let's so,
0: so listen, I've got £100 burning in my pocket. Do I put yep. it on England to win the World Cup?
1: <laughs> I I think as we go through this uh, interview, I think we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll find out where I think they're going well, well, to get to. Well, the
0: markets have England as second favourite. Again, you don't know how much of that is home bias. It can't Too much of it can't be home bias because there's international bias that... Funnels its way, you know, American smart money, international smart money does funnel its way into the exchanges sooner or later. England are second favourites for this World Cup behind New let's, Zealand. Do you think they're let's justified? Just,
1: let's just say I, I I feel that there are six teams who could win this World Cup. Okay. On any given day, now that's probably increased, probably from four teams. So See, you're not
0: World you're not including France and Australia.
1: Uh, sorry, France and Argentina. I'm not including France and Argentina, but I I mean, I'd say on a given day, any of Ireland, New Zealand, South Africa, England, Australia and Wales could win the World Cup. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, if we're not going to pick from them just now, let's have a look at... Group D, which is Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia and Uruguay. Again,
1: to go through from this. Is this a contest? No, this is the group of death. This is the big one. So, uh, I uh, I have Australia, Wales, Fiji uh, as, as a favourite three. Uh, Georgia, I think, could do some damage. Um, if not winning games, certainly injuring teams, they have a formidable pack um, so this this is going to be an extremely entertaining Listen, and interesting l- let me interrupt you cool.
0: last week on the bash cast I said that Georgia Scotland was going to be an entertaining game because of the fact it was the first international test in Georgia. I got that information from you yes. and it didn't go that way Scotland no. Scotland with a little it was a walkover but it was very easy. Um, are you still maintaining that Georgia are a um, contestable site? Um, no, I, don't,
1: I, I think I think they will lose against Australia, Wales and Fiji. But I think they will do some damage. I think um, I did tell you that. I think uh, Georgia um, are an up and coming force within European rugby. Should the Six Nations ever expand to seven? Or should they introduce promotion? Will they be first? They would be the next uh, team on the on the ranks. So Who else
0: do you have? You have Spain, you have Portugal. Who Spain, else? Spain, Portugal,
1: Germany, um, and Georgia
0: are ahead of those teams. Oh, absolutely,
1: yes, okay, absolutely. So, is
0: it why? Why do you, do you have any idea why there is such a rugby following in Georgia?
1: Yeah, because uh, I don't Which know. Which
0: is an old Russian territory, so it's quite weird that
1: you know rugby is a sport that many people play. So back in the eighteen hundreds, a uh, British general was based out in Georgia, and uh, he introduced uh, rugby, uh, and a rugby, you know, a couple of rugby clubs sprouted up, and it's 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 been um, it's it's been a, a very keenly keen national sport ever since. So I don't know the name of a stadium, but they have a stadium which holds seventy thousand. Wow, uh, Georgia played one of the other minnows. I can't remember if it was Germany or one of the other minnows. They had a seventy thousand sellout crowd. Big. It was the big. It was one of the biggest crowds in world rugby. So that jo- year. the Georgians
0: have been passionately pushing Very passionate. to, to break into the first tier yes. of rugby yeah, yeah. for some time. So I mean, they've got, some... and they're not there yet. No, it?
1: I mean, they're all. Basically, they're all called Villy. So, Yash Villy, <laughs> Ben Villy, <laughs> My Willy, all of that. Basically, that, that's what they're called. <laughs> they have one fantastic player who's not a Willy. Uh, uh, he is called Gorgodsa. Uh, right. Uh, he is huge, absolute beast of a man. And he's been asked to come. He was phoned. He's not Godzilla. No, but he is known as Godzilla. <laughs> um, and he's called Gorgodsa. God, 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 um, he retired from international rugby two years ago. Um, the president of Georgia phoned him uh, last week to ask him to come out of international retirement for this World Cup. What do you do when your president phones you? I mean, you're gonna you're to say yes, aren't you? Anyway, so he's 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 gonna be playing for them. Anyway, so could, could Georgia get out of this group? No. Why? No, because Australia, Wales, and Fiji are, are are ahead of them.
0: So if one of them slip up. One of the other three. So if Australian whales slip up, Fiji will be taking
1: a place. Yes. But Georgia won't. No, they won't. Okay. But it's a nice story. I like Georgia. Okay.
0: And maybe in four years' time. Who knows? Okay. Probably more. So less. could
1: Fiji go through? So this is the interesting one. So I, yeah, I, I've been debating who's going to win and come second in this group for quite a while. Wales. The
0: by the way, the markets can't separate them. No, I mean, yeah. you
1: you have
0: you have some bookmakers 1.8 for Wales, 2.1 for Australia, which is flip them. It's a coin flip. So I'm so not,
1: no one's sure. No, I've got a lot of Welsh fans who who, who you know who uh, who will always uh, back Wales. But what's interesting in this group is that um, Wales have always had issues with both Fiji and Australia, especially Australia. Australia. I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but Australia have beaten them, um, you know, pretty much nine times out of ten um, uh, when they meet. They always seem to meet at World Cups. Um, um, you know, don't get me wrong, Wales have won a few games, but I, I, I feel that Australia um, will beat Wales. I think Wales are being a little bit incon- unconvincing in the warm-up games. They have unfortunately been decimated by injury to two of their... They're great players. Toby Falautau uh, at number eight, which is a huge loss for Wales. And Gareth Anscombe at fly half. He is their um, talent, You know, he's their their, their prime uh, playmaker. Fly half probably being one of the most important positions. Um, so his loss is uh, is is not great. Indeed, one of his backups, Rhys Patchell, uh, had a bad concussion injury over the weekend. So they're looking a little bit light at fly half. And also, they don't, they're not taking Webb, who's arguably their greatest. Uh, sorry, their greatest, their best uh, scrum half. Uh, Wales only pick players who play in Wales. He plays down in Toulon in France, and therefore he's not going. That being said, Wales have still got some great players. Um, Wyn Jones at Locke, was recently voted in Rugby World Magazine as the world's greatest player. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic. I, I, you know, he'd be in my my my. My best team um, at the moment. Tipperick um, on the flanks. Um, they've got some great backs if they can get them released. So Liam Williams at full back or wing. Uh, Josh Adams, a bit of a discovery this year for Wales, playing on the on the wing place of the Worcester, moving across to Wales um, as a team uh, shortly. Uh, Parks at inside centre, bigger at fly half. Davies at outside centre. Been a little bit quiet, Jonathan Davies. He's regarded as potentially one of the great um, outside centres in World Rugby at the moment. And then George North, everybody's heard of George North, uh, fantastic player. Um, he has had his concussion issues um, through the past, but he seems to be on good form at the moment. I, you know, Wales, a bit like Ireland, I think may have peaked a couple of years ago, and I, 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 I feel that they will get out of this group um, in second place. Behind the Aussies. By, you know, behind the Aussies. But I think they're going to have a bloody hard game against Fiji. Fiji, what a team. Fiji. Are... Do, you think, do you
0: think Fiji could sneak a... They result against Wales? I, I, think, I mean, I don't know what the odds are. Would it be, would Wales, it be against Fiji. Wales instead of Australia?
1: I think so, yes. So I think Fiji-Wales is the game I've been looking at really? as one of the... Probably most entertaining. That, that's not also on the second day of the World Cup, is it? I haven't actually looked <laughs> actually, but Fiji, Fiji, Fiji Wales for, for the pure, game of this group. I pure, mean, the, yeah. so
0: we know that Wales Australia is going to be the game of the favourites, but Fiji Wales could be the the interesting game from this group. The, the, yeah, the upset.
1: It's on, it's on a Wednesday, which is unfortunately unfortunate. 9th of October, ten forty five. I think that could be a big banana skin for Wales. Okay. Um, Fiji beat them in the World Cup in 2007 and knocked them out of the World Cup. Fiji are the Brazil, probably, of the rugby. Okay. They, they, they play rugby from the gods. Yeah. They they throw, They have big men who just have amazing ball skills. Um, for those who love their rugby, you will know that they are fantastic sevens. Um, um uh, rugby team. Um, I think they're world champions at the sevens at the moment. Um, they have a guy called who, who arguably is probably one of the best players in the world at the moment. I, I absolutely love him. Called Nakarawa. He plays at second row. Second row is the big, lanky, tall guys who win all the lineouts. This guy you'll see pop up in the centres, throw dummies, uh, run the length of the pitch. What a player! You know, if the forwards can sort it out and get some discipline and get set-piece right, that's a scrum and a line-out and release some of their backs. Gonova, uh, Rodrada, Tuasova, Matavesi. Uh, they are all fantastic, deadly ball carriers that can do serious damage. I think that w- that, that that Wales-Fiji game could be something special. Okay. Um, so Georgia-Uruguay,
0: no contest against Wales-Australia-Fiji. Hmm. But Wales-Fiji... Wales-Fiji
1: is, is, is going to be exciting. Okay. Um, I have Wales down to win it. I'd love Fiji to win. I'd love okay. Fiji to win. If Fiji had
0: a five-point head start, do you think? Oh, who knows? Five who point knows point. what
1: could happen? I think where Fiji may get let down is is the set set piece. They want to play rugby from the gods. A bit like Brazil want to play football from the gods. And I think, you know, unfortunately rugby is down to structure. Um, and I think they may get a little bit undone there.
0: Will the... Um well, I think I'm answering my own question. The tournament try scorer isn't coming from this group. This is a cagey group. Yeah, again, a bit like... I mean, I mean are Georgia and Uruguay capable... They're not capable of a 100-point deficit. They've got some no. defences that will prevent games where it's Yeah, I mean, I haven't
1: nil. spoken much about Uruguay. And Uruguay, again, a really solid, they're, solid they're, side as well. A bit like...
0: They were up-and-comers yeah. 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. And
0: it seems like the up-and-comers have been going backwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, ever
0: since that plane crash where they all had to eat each other,
1: that was a long time ago, Tom. <laughs> I mean, that was even before the World Cup it was even invented. But Uruguay will be a bit like Georgia; they'll have a strong pack, uh, and they'll be disciplined. There'll, there'll be a few scraps, and they'll, they'll try and. And that's you know, why
0: there's not there's, there's no hundred nils for absolutely Uruguay. Not, absolutely, absolutely. But they're just not strong enough to compete.
1: I, th- I think what you will find, uh, and again, if there's any if there's any uh, value in this, is it. You know, these, these sort of minnow games, it might be closer than you think at half-time because they'll give up a really yeah. good fight in the first yeah. half. And then the last yeah. 20 minutes, um, these better teams will pull away.
0: Yeah, we have a half-time full-time edge where I think um, the bookmaker always um, overprices the odds of somebody winning at half-time. Did cagey draw at half-time? is um, a value bet occasionally. Yeah. Like zero zero three three seven seven? These things, they can happen at half time when, you, Do you remember when we went to see Bath Worcester?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And it looked like nothing was happening in the sleet and the yeah. rain in that December evening. And then there were 100 points in the second half. It was
1: ridiculous. Was that the night I was trying to be T-Total for January? <laughs> that was, that was yeah. not a good. That was not good. It it? And then the one thing we haven't spoken about in this group is Australia. So I, I have them down as winning the group. Now, Australia... Can I ask you a question? Go for it. They beat the All Blacks
0: 47-26 a month ago. Yep. Do we need to read anything into that? The one thing that I am aware of is that the world champions of beating New Zealand at rugby are Australia. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the World Cup at rugby.
1: Absolutely not. What you've got to remember there is that New Zealand had a man sent off in the first half. Um, changed and, the game. And it changed the game. Um, that being said, Australia were brilliant. Uh, in that game, and I, f- I still think that even if they hadn't, if New Zealand hadn't had a player sent off, and they could well have sneaked that. What's important is that the game the following weekend was New Zealand versus Australia back in New Zealand, and New Zealand. I, I don't remember the exact score, but I think it was something around thirty-seven nil to New Zealand. So I wouldn't read too much into that that being said I think Australia have started to come good Australia always do well whatever sport it is at the World Cup they become competitive it's irritating I know um, what's what's important to remember here is that rugby unions really struggling in Australia unfortunately it's about the fifth most important or most followed game in in New Zealand it's all about Aussie rules rugby league swimming cricket rugby union is 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 really struggling in in, in Australia. Um, but they, as I said, they always put it out at World Cup time, and I think, as I've already mentioned, they've they, they've got one over Wales. They, the Wales don't like playing Australia, and I think they will win. Um, again, they've got some good, you know, they've got some great backs: fanu uh, Karevi, Hodge, uh, Wilgenier, Beale. What a player Beale is! Ashley Cooper, I believe, is going to his fourth World Cup. O'Connor, a bit of a bad boy, a bit of a boozer, but he's back in Tamua. Um, up front, they've got two at the best. Uh, flankers in Pocock and Hooper—they um, will do some damage. I still think they're probably a little bit lightweight up front. Um, Australia have always been known for being a little bit lightweight up front. Um, they are also a bit like Wales, missing two of their great players, um, Falau, who unfortunately will no longer be put, well. <laughs> fortunately, will not be playing any more uh, more rugby due um, to his. Political uh, uh, opinions. Um, well, well, I mean,
0: what do you think about that? You can be an idiot and play sport. That's no like if I follow a football team. I I follow Newcastle United. I don't mind if like if the entire eleven was Klu Klux Klan, it would probably be a problem. If one individual player has some out there beliefs, especially beliefs, you know, Israel Falau, they were based from some ridiculous religious belief and. Whilst it's very difficult to defend it, you can understand it and kind of think he's been brought up that way, he's been trained that way. What do you, what do you think? Do you think um, as a rugby player no. you should be allowed to say and do whatever you want or do you, do you sort of agree with Rugby Australia's stance? Here?
1: I totally agree with Rugby Australia's stance. You know, um, He's come out and said that gays should be burning hell. I'm sorry, that's not what rugby is about. Rugby is all-inclusive, it's not football. Um, it is an all-inclusive game. Um, you know, whether you're big, small, uh, gay, straight, whatever, whatever religious um, um, background you come from, um, I am glad that he has been kicked out. What a shame, because he is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong.
0: This is the thing. The world misses out on a, on a fantastic sportsman because of his yeah, but idiotic
1: belief. Absolutely. But, it, you know, unfortunately, what he said is, is, is hurtful. This is just a game of rugby. And I'm sorry. He, and and, that,
0: and that's the other side of the battle. I you could, you yeah. can be as tolerant as you want. But when uh, someone with as much exposure as Israel Folau is hurting people, hurting young kids if they're gay themselves, and they look up to this guy as a hero of some sorts, and he behaves and says the things that he does, then Rugby Australia and World Rugby doesn't have a chance, okay. which is just a shame for everybody, you know?
1: Wow. And the other player that they're, they're missing out on, which uh, unfortunately, again, they, they have some funny rule where they don't pick players overseas unless you've got more than 60 caps. Uh, a guy called Will Skelton, who's been playing for Saracens, the European Cup final uh, winners, sorry. Uh, he is a mammoth of a man and they could really do with him up front. Anyway, he's not going, um, but I think Oz will win this group and, uh, and go through to the next stage. Closely followed by Wales, but if you had
0: had some money burning in your pocket to go through
1: this group, you might put it on Fiji. I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wales, Fiji. I mean, as I said, could could Fiji win the
0: group? Could Fiji beat both Wales and Australia?
1: I think. um, I think. I I can really see there being an upset in this in this in this group. Fiji have beaten Australia recently as well, Mm -hmm. but I just feel Australia World Cups always seems to do well. I think there could be an upset. It could be Wales-Fiji. Worth putting some money on. So
0: if the upset's going to be Wales-Fiji, it means Australia's going to win the group. Australia also beat New Zealand 47-26 a month ago. Surely there's no other outcome in this World Cup than Australia are going to win it. What do you reckon, the outright betting?
1: Um, um, OK, well, we finished all the groups now, so, I mean, do we want to move on to... Yeah, I mean, what's
0: happening through the knockout stages? Knockout stages. Surely Australia are going to win. But quarterfinal one seems to have
1: England and Wales, what do you Oh God, what a, what a horrible quarterfinal for, uh, for England. So, you know, obviously Wales knocked them out of the group four years ago. England-Wales always, always closely fought. This is going to be so close, so, so close. I mean, just on the... F- this is a coin flip, a classic coin flip. It is, I mean... It's a penalty
0: this way. Absolutely, a, yeah. uh, This is a game potentially you don't want to be betting over points on.
1: It's going to be cagey. It's going to be cagey. I have to just go on, on, on recent form, and I think England have been far superior in their warm-up games, and Wales have been. I think they've got a lot of hurt from the last World Cup. There are a few players who played in that last World Cup. I just feel that England will sneak it over Wales, but my God, it's going to be close. And as you said, um, it's not going to be high-scoring on... You know, I'd be very surprised if it is. I also think that you know, I probably didn't mention it. You know, Wales' first team is fantastic. They do not have the depth that England do. If they pick up injuries in the uh, in the pool stages, then um, you know, or England do. England have got far superior backup players, and, and probably any other country, if I'm brutally honest. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go for England.
0: Um, okay, it's so a quarterfinal two. You think that the the between Pool B and Pool A that could be well who South Africa and Japan?
1: It's going to be South Africa and Japan, and wow, South Africa Japan lost World Cup, as we've already discussed. Two hundred to one
0: outsiders. <laughs> I mean, you can't fancy Japan beating them, but what I also can't fancy is that Japan will ever be two hundred to one against South Africa again. I think mistakes were made in the betting lines of that World Cup. Obviously, South Africa are
1: favourites, but is it going to be a whitewash? I think South Africa will win. Um, you know, Japan. You know, as I've already said, Japan, you know, it's Japan's. Um, you know, it's in Japan as Japan's own World Cup. I think they will put up an extremely spirited display. This is what I'm
0: thinking. It's like you know, you don't see Japan shipping five tries a half you don't see them giving up you don't see them capitulating I mean they might not win but it's not going to be embarrassing it's not going to be one of those old school 1999 sort of teams versus Japan 100 point
1: absolutely I mean, I mean, you not know, South Africa South Africa were bully boys four years ago they, they well they traditionally play rugby one way South Africa that is stick up your jumper run bloody hard at the opposition knock them over they're hard there's no, there's no fancy play with South Africa. As, as I've alluded to already, um, I South Africa now have some exciting backs who who can mix the game up a little bit. And I think if they get a little bit unstuck against Japan, who did their homework four years ago and knew exactly what was going to happen, they, as I said, they had Eddie Jones as their coach back then, who's a very shrewd and knowledgeable guy. And they, they got their tactics right four years ago. I just can't see it happening again. I'm going South Africa. So then we have the other half of the draw, which has um,
0: uh, quarter-final three and quarter-final four. And this looks really tight to me.
1: Yeah, so quarter-final three is Australia-France. This one is tight. I, it, <laughs> a bit like the Wales-England game, it, 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 it really will depend on how they have done in the group stages and whether they picked up any any injuries you know, will France will be arguing amongst themselves? Will they have self-imploded? Um, France have, you know, got to three World Cup finals, most of any other team, and they've never won. Um, you know, as I've said, they've they've, they've got some, um, you know, um, some, some some youth and experience. Um, I just feel I'm just I'm just going to go with Australia on this one. It's it's going to be close again. Um, it will be a tight game but I, I'm going to go for Australia that said you know France if they're on song they could they could do it but I'm going to go for Australia to flip them sort what of about um, the last quarter final, which would be Ireland and New Zealand Ireland and New Zealand well arguably the two best sides in world rugby over the last few years but
0: this, this this could be the world cup final <laughs> in the quarterfinal well if it
1: was two years ago everybody would have had Ireland New Zealand as a world cup final uh, I I I, I just uh, I don't see it. Um, I think um, Ireland have, have come down a pedestal or two uh, since a couple of years ago, uh, and likewise New Zealand. Um, New Zealand will be a bit wary of Ireland because Ireland have beaten them twice over the last three years. So... Um, it's not going to be an easy game, but I, I, I feel that New Zealand's strength will, 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 will come to the fore and I feel that New Zealand will probably go through. it.
0: Well, listen, it doesn't look to me like an easy passage for the All Blacks because you're saying that Ireland have beaten them a couple of times the last couple of years. If they get Australia. through that, they're going yeah. to Australia, who are the world champions of beating New Zealand. New Zealand are very short price favourites in the outright market um, for this World Cup they are. You can get them at 2.5 on the exchange That's 6-4 to four in layman's money And yet To me It seems that even if they get through the group Okay, they will get through the group They've got an extremely tough Passes through, possibly with Ireland In the quarter-final Then against Australia in the semi-final Then against whoever they find in the final They're not 2.5 favourites To win the World Cup th- As far as I'm concerned Semi-finals. Um, if the passage of play works like you have suggested, James, we have two semi-finals of England versus South Africa and a Southern Hemisphere matchup of Australia versus New Zealand. Who gets the final from those two?
1: So England versus Australia first. Um, South Africa. South Africa, sorry. Um, so <sighs> I, I am going to go for South Africa here. Um... I just have got a good feeling they're going to do well in this World Cup. I, I've touched upon. Them. There's going to
0: be a lot of expect. There's going to be a lot of expectation when England reach their second semi-final of a World Cup Championships in eighteen months, <laughs> and people are going to expect big things from England. Yeah. And. We don't often see England perform under those circumstances.
1: Well, I think you know if England play like they, you know, to their best of their capabilities, and of course they can beat South Africa. Any of these four teams could beat any any other on their given day. Um, I just feel the the the, the squad that uh, South Africa has, a mixture of youth and experience, um, will come to the fore, um, and I just feel that they're going to go through. So if you can get four places, England are an each-way bet outright
0: to make the semi-finals at least, but they're not going to get any further than that because South Africa are in their way. Indeed. Bledisloe Cup semi-final, Australia
1: versus New Zealand. Easy for me. It's going to be New Zealand.
0: Australia are going to crumble under the pressure. <laughs> yes. Unlike the Aussies, for, for once, they're going to crumble under the pressure of expectation of their home nation.
1: So, yes, as we've already touched upon, Australia beat New Zealand recently, but New Zealand then thumped them. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's 11 or 12 years since Australia have won the Bledisloe Club, which is the annual uh, cup between Australia and New Zealand, played over about two or three games, depending on the season. They haven't won that for 11 or 12, 12 years. Uh, you know, this is Australia New Zealand is a bit like Wales v England. It's close. But I do feel that New Zealand have the superiority. New Zealand have won the last two World Cups. Um, I have said that a lot of their players um, retired after the last World Cup, but they've still got the same coach. Uh, And I just think they're going to be too strong. And it's going to be a South Africa-New Zealand final. Listen, I
0: don't want to hear this, but I suspect I'm going to. You're making South Africa and New Zealand the final. Uh, New Zealand are the favourites for the Rugby World Cup, and are you saying they're going to win it? They are. I mean, I can only back them at six to four. It's difficult to do. Do I back New Zealand to win the World Cup?
1: Uh, Tell me. No. Well, I, I, I will go for South Africa in the final. I really feel that they're going to do one over New Zealand. Um, You know, South Africa and New Zealand traditionally one of the great rivalries of of rugby south africa play hard aggressive rugby new zealand like to be a little bit more expansive i feel i keep repeating myself south africa um have have bought um a bit more of a playing game um so they've got the hard nose of their forwards and their backs they've done new zealand over a couple of times recently Uh, south africa have just won um the southern hemisphere cup um i just got this sneaky feeling that I, i not dark horses i think <laughs> but i just got this sneaky feeling they're going to do it and they're going to be new zealand um, what's the
0: history like between Africa and new zealand uh,
1: in world cup well in international rugby uh in international rugby um uh, i mean if i could touch upon world cup i mean one of the the the, the great world cups um which uh, south africa won on home soil just after apartheid the great Jonah Lomo, great late Jonah Lomo, had uh, terrorised every team uh, before him. He'd smashed England in the in the, in the quarterfinal, and it was South Africa v. New Zealand in the final. New Zealand were going to win it. I mean, no one was going to stop Jonah Lomo. And um, Francois Pinard's team, and obviously there's been a film made um, about it with, um, uh, who's that? I can't remember the actor now. Playing... Depardieu. No. <laughs> um, anyway, he played Van François, François um <laughs> okay. the, the, the South African Oh, yeah, character. your man.
0: Your man. Um, uh, anyway, why should di- The born director, That's the guy. one.
1: That's the one. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Played François Pienaert. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that was bizarre. That was bizarre. But it was a good film. But um, they stopped Jonah Lomo in the final. Uh, the great, and unfortunately, again, late, uh, used Van der Vestes and... The greatest scrum half of all time uh, put in a fantastic tackle on Jonah as he burst free and they just about clung on. There were stories about food poisoning the night before from the New Zealand camp, lots of moans and groans. Uh, what a what a final. Um, so the history is, is fierce between these two nations, arguably the two greatest nations in World Cup rugby. Um, I've got a feeling, as I said, that South Africa are going to do it.
0: So, I've taken two things from this, and they're both South African. Your outright bet for the World Cup is South Africa, and your top tri-scorer for the World Cup is... South Africa. So, um, your chap. Yeah, my chap. <laughs> your chap, what's his name? My- Cheslin Colby. There we go, Cheslin Colby. <laughs> and um, if any minnow is going to um, spring an upset, it could be Fiji.
1: I think it could be Fiji, yeah. I mean, F- Fiji... Um... Uh, F- F- you know, Fiji could go far, you know. As I've already said in Pool A, um, Japan, you know, beating Scotland, you know, that's a fifty-fifty. But I've gone for Japan, uh, being a bit of a minnow. Um, you know, as I said in Pool C, France and Argentina. I wouldn't put Argentina as a minnow, but you know, I'm going for France um, and Fiji in Pool D.
0: Listen, if there's one thing I've taken from this conversation from you, it is that. Perhaps if we're looking at a top tournament tri-score, a gambling edge, the team that faces Namibia and perhaps puts out a B team and thrashes them could be the kind of edge, the kind of 20, 30, 40, 50 to 1 or higher price that we're looking for. James, listen to me. This might be the United Kingdom that we're no longer in union. With the European Union, but the world is in union for the World V World Cup that's coming up. It certainly is. Thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me on the Bashcast this Thank week. You. I may need to record that last minute. <laughs>